Lima, Delta, Echo. Lima, Delta, Echo. This is In Between Stations Radio broadcasting from Flagstaff, Arizona, USA. Relationships between things. Being conscious of experiencing things. Joy and pain and friendship and all the many things that come along. And not only for humans, but other living life forms as well. You think sometimes we get too preoccupied with human. I think it's one of the great downfalls of our time period, actually. Um, although we're starting to rectify that. Um, and there were tribal affinities all over the world that had a relationship with animals and plants that go far beyond the modern one that most of us have now, especially us that live in urban environments that are mechanized and on the internet and go to grocery stores and uh, rely upon our technology and don't really see animals. We don't see the even the animals that are in our yard, our green grass, that the ones that were there long before we ever came along. And how we feel like that we have this affinity towards ourselves and that image in the mirror. Forgetting that without all the other things out there, that we probably wouldn't be alive. That we need them as well as they need us. And at this time where humans seem to be the central important thing of life and the planet, that we might start finding out just how precious even these small things are that we don't see. days ago I attended these beautiful uh, dances at Hopi this time of year that work with all the seasons that are connected to animals and are connected to to nature and are connected to, to being thankful for all life to the Creator and these great uh, Kachina dances that take place in the Pueblos at Hopi they're particularly beautiful and if you're invited you get a chance to experience those one of the functions uh, beyond the dances themselves and reminding people of what they're to do and their responsibilities and um, beyond those things that are so important with these with these very ancient ceremonies and dances is when people come to these pueblos they come to connect to family and to friends sometimes those families are from far off and I forget that the tribes are interlinked here in the southwest especially 
over hundreds and thousands of years on that marriages and languages sometimes natives here still speak several tongues other than English and Spanish they speak several uh, tribal tongues and that used to be a necessary option when you move through the landscape without radio and TV when you had a horse or maybe not even a horse you had to have these incredible people that com could communicate with other tribes and uh, it still goes on today and marriages between tribes are extremely important uh, and these affinities to to gain the knowledge of another tribe and to gain their mythologies and their stories and as I've said before uh, this knowledge that these tribes have, especially these ancient ones, is profoundly deep and takes decades to learn. And so it's an honor when a family sometimes marries into another tribe. There really isn't a racism there like we tend to talk about a lot. Um, but there's this resilience and this love of knowing that you're a member of other tribes sometimes. There's also the proudness of being in your tribe, and that's important to keep your resilience and your strength. Each of these tribes I go to have uh, been through incredible things. Genocides and death and loss of land. And it's important that they retain this resilience and they have never, you, you can't break these people. <laughs> They're strong and they'll be here probably long after we are. So I had a chance, uh, at this particular dance to set with a Ute medicine man that was half Cheyenne and he grew up with the Cheyenne people who are an incredible tribe and uh, one of many tribe that that ran that worked between the plains and the mountains very diverse landscape even before the horses who who had this immense ability to communicate with other tribes so he was half Cheyenne and half Ute and this incredible uh, ceremony called the Sundance, which had to go underground for a long time because it was illegal and you could go to prison for it. And so the, these tribes practiced in secret. And the Sundance takes on, takes on a lot of the traditions of each tribe and has a particular way that it's practiced. It is an extreme ceremony. And um, it's one of the most extreme and in some ways very shocking to us outsiders because it demands such immense sacrifice. And this man I was sitting with, a, a tribal leader and a Ute, I grew up with Utes, um, I'm proud to say, and uh, they were amazing athletes, especially in basketball and wrestling and sometimes in football. Just always they were our star athletes where I grew up. And so, uh, and you know, there was a lot of tribes where I grew up as a boy and so the youths were what standouts and abilities to uh, be athletes and their dedication to sports and that comes along with their tribal affinities and so I hadn't talked to youths for a number of years and this man was dressed beautifully he had his the braids in his hair uh, pulled back combed nicely and then put into these two long braids with this cowboy hat on and his Wrangler shirt and his beautiful Levi's and boots and his made leather belt it was Ute made just up and he stood proud older than me and I uh, I asked him about the Sundance and he had been in it several times and I asked him about this tree that they use in the Sundance this amazing tree sometimes painted red that that these 
men hang from. And there's different ways that it's performed and go through this excruciating circumstance to to open their minds to the Creator and to life. And it's interesting what he said, because I asked him about this profound tree. Sometimes left behind in places with the Mandans that were in the Missouri River and other tribes, the only thing left of that tribe is the tree, the great tree that was used in the Sundance. And, uh, it has a solidity that's very powerful, and I've been, I've seen some of those. I don't know. Often tribes hide those or move them and put them up, but some remain. And he, he told me that, I asked him why, what, if he could explain without, you know, some things are sacred and you don't talk about them, they're not shared. Um, but I thought it was interesting when he talked about that the tree symbolized a time when men could understand the language of trees, that men and trees and animals talked to each other, that they had this relationship where they could verbally talk and spiritually talk with each other and learn things from each other and learn to share the landscape and learn this essential thing called sacrifice. And that is a something that sometimes we look shockingly at these tribes <laughs> we don't understand the the baseline of sacrifice and it's a part of everything and this great ceremony demands such and he talked extensively about the time that animals spoke with humans and trees spoke with humans and they had a very beautiful relationship and it was about preserving the land it was about giving parameters to the animals and to the trees and to the other plants and allowing them the, the right to live and the right to have families and the right to, to carry on with this blessing called life that sometimes doesn't last very long. And, and making sure the earth always has a place where these animals and plants can come back to. And you know, we, we need these things to survive as well. And I think that's been my experience. Uh, I spent a lot of time in, in wilderness for many, many miles in, in diverse kinds of landscape. And part of my healing, as I often mention, from getting, trying to heal from the illness and sickness of a war, um, was going out in these wildernesses and learning about animals and plants and getting relationships with them and, and beginning to heal and realizing that these these wild animals and these trees and these and these precious plants were a part of my life too and making them a part of my family and I think we lose that in these highly technological environments and where everything's being given to us the water and 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 the food and and the entertainment and we you know you just sit there and the world's plugged into your head and I and I think Sometimes we need to leave all that and go out and remember that probably the greatest truth that we have is that we live on a planet with sun and air and resources that we can't live without and that we're all connected to these things. I think it's the great wilderness wanderer and, and innovator John Muir that said, you can't find any, you cannot take one thing out of place and not see that it's connected to the rest of the universe. It's not an exact quote, but that's kind of what he means. And that's really a fundamental 
indigenous and Native American value in, in traditional circles. And, and I've explained to you what this word tradition means. You just can't say you're traditional. Tradition is about obtaining the knowledge of a tribe through elders that can be in some situations thousands of years old and it takes a very long time to retain that and also the discipline of using it properly. And one of those one of those things is with the animals and plants. And so I'd like to just leave with that and, and we have these great forest fires that are burning now in the southwest and the western USA because of this prolonged drought. The loss of life is extreme, especially on the part of animals and plants. True, there is a regeneration always in these great forests. Well, not always, I'm afraid to say, because some of the ones that have been cut down at the early part of this 20th century have never returned. But in a natural way, things do re regenerate. The problem is, if we lose the knowledge of our relationship with these things, then we don't realize how long it really takes sometimes lifetimes some of these trees and that i see these great ponderosa pines that are five and six hundred years old some even seven hundred years old retain incredible amounts of knowledge tree knowledge how do you grow and this interlinking between the forest underneath the earth the root systems and how everything is connected to that tree and needs that tree to survive it's all interconnection so i just wanted to leave that thought today and uh, and hope that we can reawaken ourselves to a relationship with other things that are not human and in this beautiful precious planet we have we're all interlinked and that we need to to realize that oh before I leave I wanted to finish out with this traditional song from India that uh, children are helping sing about bringing uh, beauty and life to all the, the animals, both large and small, and to all the plants, both large and small, and realizing that we're connected in soul and heart to our other brothers and sisters on, on this beautiful planet that we live on, and the possibilities of finding peace and balance. So this is a really beautiful song. All right, and from traditional India. Okay, enjoy.
This is In Between Stations Radio. 